0: After seven months of fighting, the Civil War in Chanteloup may have reached the turning point. The capital has just fallen.
1: In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world.
0: I'm JD
1: and I'm Randy and today we're doing another exciting edition of the non-canonical adventures of JD and Randy. Very slowly,
0: apparently.
1: This week we watched the 1994 classic film
0: Street Fighter. Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia. I've been told that I talk too fast on the podcast,
1: so now I am slowing things down. That's not going to get obnoxious fast. Well, anyways, this movie stars Jean-Claude Van Damme, Raul Julia, Ming-Na Wen, uh, Kylie Minogue, and a bunch of other people that aren't as big except for West Studi, a Cherokee man playing a Thai fighter
0: yeah there's a bunch of people in this movie because it's a movie based on a video game a very popular one from 1991 called Street Fighter 2 Not the original Street Fighter this is actually based on Street Fighter 2 even goes out of, out of its way to say it's based on Street Fighter 2.
1: So can you tell the class today Mr. Uh, JD what this film's about
0: This film is about Street Fighter 2 the movie, the game, the movie, the podcast the musical It's actually pretty much based on it's pretty much closer to GI Joe really than it is Street Fighter.
1: This is G.I. Joe, the movie, the Street Fighter, the game, the movie.
0: Yeah, if you know what G.I. Joe is, it's about a task force for people all over the world trying to stop an evil organization from taking over said world.
1: And Street Fighter, the movie, is a task force who are trying to stop a evil dictator from taking over the world.
0: Yes, it's like I said, it's pretty much the same thing. And they all come from different walks of life. It's kind of like, um, Raul Julia, who plays M. Bison, this is kind of like Cobra Commander in a lot of ways from G.I. Cho. You can choose the scenery just like him.
1: And he, the actor, like Frank Langella from Masters of the Universe, another seri- another uh, property that it's similar to, mm-hmm. chose this role because his kids liked the, liked the game.
0: Yes. It was also his last movie before he died, too. Yes. I kind of have to mention that one. Because everybody knows this movie for M. Bison, if anything. Other than the game, I mean. Because it was a Tuesday. Yes, because it was a Tuesday. So, also, uh, I guess you should also mention that this was the second video game movie after the after Mario Brothers. I think this came before Double Dragon. I think Double Dragon was next year after this. Uh,
1: yes, Double Dragon, I believe, was after this. This is the second video game adaptation yeah. ever in live action.
0: Yeah, so, once again, you're going to have to... I guess be patient with this kind of thing Oh actually they're the same year before. They were the same year JD Oh they were the same year So It could have been the same summer I guess if it was. Just, they were both summer movies um, I remember it raining a lot for Double Dragon So I think this one was a summer movie and
1: that one was a fall movie yeah. No this one was a Christmas movie so this might be the third Ah
0: Well I this, guess it, This was released on Guile's birthday Yes The Who's 23rd the main, Who is the main character played by Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah, and the original Street Fighter, it's basically uh, about a tournament with, it's run by an underground group like the one in this movie. The only difference is so the eight characters are changed for the movie.
1: This is the third live-action video game adaptation in the history of cinema. Mm-hmm. Because Double Dragon came out November 4th, 1994, mm-hmm. and Street Fighter, the movie, came mm-hmm. out in on December 23rd. Ninety-four. Okay.
0: I guess that makes sense. They both came out about the same time. Uh, And the only one really after this, I guess, would be Mortal Kombat that we could cover, because that's next year. Yes, pretty much. But uh, aside from that, would you say this one was more accurate to the source material than Double Dragon or less?
1: More accurate than Double Dragon because Ryu and Ken, even though they're a pair of hustlers and not people traveling the world to get stronger mm-hmm. they at least wear their costumes
0: yeah that's one thing you could say they they painstakingly tried to get people to look like the characters act like the characters and kind of fight like them when the need called for it i mean you actually have
1: Blanca that looks like kind of like Blanca, really bad mind you but
0: at least it's noah bobo yeah and of course, because it was the '90s, you had to get Jean-Claude Van Damme, who was the the biggest martial arts guy at that time, who played Guile. Although, like he said, he's, he's uh, in the game. He's just uh, an American guy, and this one, of course, he has his accent because you always have to have the accent and explain it somehow. Yes, he he is Colonel Guile, and he grew up on a
1: Belgian Air Force base. Yeah,
0: of course. <laughs> Although, like I said, uh, the difference between the game and the movie is, is the game is more of just a fighting game, one-on-one, and then this is more of an adventure-type thing with G.I. Joe influence. It is literally
1: G.I. Joe, okay? The the crappy American TV cartoon based on this is just G.I. Joe. But a lot of adaptations of uh, live-action films for Saturday mornings are just G.I. Joe? Basically, yeah. Like and th- Robocop,
0: the animated series. In this, in this case, it's basically the the best uh, G.I. Joe live-action movie you're probably ever going to get <laughs> because it manages to match the tone quite well. Yeah, I will agree with you there. It, mm-hmm. This this does follow the tone fairly well to a G.I. Joe movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They were obviously going for a younger audience than uh, the games were, were aimed at. This one literally aimed for a PG-13, and the
1: director was really mm-hmm. um, saddened when his first cut came out to R-rated, and he
0: had to cut it down for yeah, them. Yeah, I, I figured as much. Uh, yeah, this was the era, at least the early to mid-90s was the era of PG-13, so like everything had to basically be cut down to PG-13, and this was no different. Although, maybe a movie we'll cover a bit later <laughs> won't have that much of a problem, but we'll see when we get to that one. But it's still PG-13. Well, yeah, it has to be, because you have to get the kids into the theater, and that means cutting everything down, even though in the 80s, kids just went to see the R-rated movies anyway. They, they went there to see the boobs, J.D., not the violence. That's not why they saw Commando.
1: <laughs> That's all bloodless violence, JD. He throws a pipe through his chest, Randy. Let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah, but do you see <laughs> blood splattering everywhere? No, you don't. He
0: cuts off a guy's arm and beats him to
1: death. <laughs> they, 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 JD, if Commando was released today, it would be a PG-13 film. Because the violence is comparable in Commando. I know we're off topic here, but bear with me. It's comparable to a freaking Marvel
0: movie, violence-wise now. Actually, I would I would say Street Fighter is probably more violent than a Marvel movie because a lot of people actually do get hit and bleed.
1: Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> there were probably nunchucks in this movie that had to be cut out at some point. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe that's why they had to reshoot stuff because somebody had nunchucks. Maybe that's why they didn't have Faye Long in the movie. Maybe he used nunchucks at one point and now you can't have those.
1: No, they out of respect for Bruce Lee and his family and their loss, <laughs> they, they didn't have Faye Long. Yeah,
0: that's why. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, I guess, general impressions, uh, I re- Oh, before we go any
1: further, this is the only good Street Fighter live-action film.
0: Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that kind of goes without saying. There's, I guess you might as well mention the infamous one that you... Street might...
1: Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, or how about the, uh, mm, television series, uh, Assassin's Fist? It's actually more of a miniseries. Yeah, television series,
0: uh... I think it was a web series, actually. That was that weird period where they had, like, a Mortal Kombat one of that, too. I don't know what they were doing at the time. That one was that one I enjoyed, but it was dumb as well. Like, I don't know what they were doing at the time, but, like, neither one of those were very accurate to the games. I don't know what they were trying to do, but it was it was a thing at the time. But uh, the other one you mentioned, the Street Fighter Legends. The Legend of Chun-Li, yeah. That one's very infamous. For being bad. For being terrible. I don't know which is
1: where Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, or Dragon Ball Evolutions that came
0: out around the same time. That was a pretty big nadir for those types of movies. I don't, I don't... Street Fighter is a lot like, um, when we talked about Double Dragon, it's a sort of concept that should not be hard to get right.
1: Yes, it should not be hard. We literally watched several canon films that have a similar plot. Well, both to this movie and to the Street Fighter games, it mm. should not be hard.
0: As we said with Double Dragon, it should not be hard. Though in this case, like, at least the the core framing story is pretty yeah, accurate to what it is fairly Street Fighter 2 is. So there's at least that, as opposed to, like, Mario Brothers, where they literally had to invent something out of this. Or in Double Dragon, where they just, no, this concept's too simple, let's... Stupid! It Streets up of Fire reason. is Double Dragon the movie. Okay, <laughs> sorry. It It's not that hard. It's not. Uh, in this case, though, like they basically just turned it into a more kid-friendly version, which ended up being GI Joe. GI Joe was there. Although, like I said, unlike something like uh, Double Dragon, it didn't really annoy me in this one because, like I said, I just took it for what they were doing, and it was it worked out fine. Um, the movie also is not very boring. There's always something happening. It's always moving. And despite the fact that there's a giant cast in this movie, um, you see pretty much everybody at some point doing something. And that's kind of impressive, considering in the original Street Fighter there's like 16 characters. Yeah,
1: and, and like I said, it's, it's honestly everybody, every person that's been retained mm-hmm. from the games... Mm-hmm. At least gets a moment, unless your name is T Hawk. Yeah. Uh, then you do nothing in the movie. <laughs> you're just a character named T Hawk. You're just you're just, literally just there. like, oh, we need to have a character named T Hawk. They just have a character, so
0: we'll just put him in there. But at they least all do something.
1: It. At least, at least, Ken, Ryu kind of does a uh, mm-hmm. a um, Hadoken, and at least uh, Ken kind of does a Shoryuken, mm-hmm. and at least Raul Julia does do a Psycho Crusher. And Guile does a flash kick. Yes, so... and Chun-Li does do her spinning bird kick, even if it was only one. Yeah,
0: like I said. Like, they do an stuff. Attempt. There
1: was not an attempt, which you'll see better done in something like Mortal Kombat mm-hmm, the following year.
0: Yeah. But, but, but they, they at not... least
1: try. It. Every single person in here at least gets a little bit of screen sign to get one moment. You get the really funny Zangief mm. uh, E-Honda thing where it's like, oh, check all the, the feeds. Uh, to may see, <laughs> see what's going on. Why are there two... Big, beefy guys fighting over a city, <laughs> crushing a model and having the Godzilla sound effects playing yeah. over.
0: It happened several times where they're just fighting in the background. Yeah. Yeah, the, like I said, it's... The
1: only ones that don't really get a get a fighting chance, ha ha ha, mm-hmm. are Dalsim and Blanca, yeah, who's also of, Charlie in
0: this film. It's kind of because of the way the plot works out. They wouldn't really have the the time to do that, which, is as I said, is part of the reason having... A also, that big is. I
1: have to bring this up because it annoys me in this movie. What Dalsim has hair for throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. and then his last appearance, he has no hair and he has uh, the the uh, makeup on That's <laughs> as, weird. as as it like a uh, as a medicine man. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I don't know what the hell just happened there. But I mean, him and it's... him and Blanca want to die in the. Uh... I'm guessing a scene got cut. <laughs> yeah, the, apparently he was supposed to be he. he he just did it for the money the actor he even said he's like i didn't understand anything my character was going through i was supposed to pull my hair out at some point that's why i had a bald cap
0: there's a whole because i'm a
1: mad scientist and i don't know
0: there's a lot of weird stuff with this movie but like like we said before too is the fact that it's it's the second slash third video game movie ever made so translating that kind of stuff was pretty new i guess at the time and as an
1: adaptation it's Probably out of the previous two, the best adaptation of oh, the, the uh, source
0: material. Uh, compared to Double Dragon and uh, Super Mario Brothers, it's the best adaption. Because it's the closest to the actual story. And the characters are the closest to the actual characters, for the most part. And
1: it's, and Dalsim and Blanca did not need to be in the film. They just were no. kind of there as fan service for no reason at all.
0: Kind of there. Um they didn't really stick out as a sore thumb or anything. And...
1: <laughs> um, I have no hair suddenly and I'm wearing the makeup that Delsie wears. All well, That's of a sudden.
0: one scene. I'm talking in general. Like, story-wise, it like emphasizes how much of an ass that uh, M. Bison is. So it kind of works. It's just not really integrated that well. Which uh, I guess we'll just go straight into. Also, little... folks,
1: this is the movie that introduced the fan-favorite character that we're still talking about to this day in video games. Captain Sawada. I still mainline him in Street Fighter V.
0: Yeah, because he he appeared in every Street Fighter game after this. Yeah,
1: he is is the mainline protagonist. Didn't you know that, JD?
0: I guess you might as well just use that as an opportunity to go into the lowlights of the movie. Because uh, there are too many characters in this movie. Yes. (laughs) Despite what we just said before. Some of them are not integrated very well and some really aren't at all. Like we just mentioned... The random character of Captain Sawada, which really had no purpose in the movie. Well, there's a story there, which
1: I have told you several times, but I'll tell it again for the podcast so people know. They wanted, originally, the actor, Mm -hmm. Kenya Sawada, like, this is Capcom, wanted him to be Ryu and wanted him to be the main character. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Kenya Sawada barely speaks English. Mm -hmm. So, therefore... Yeah can't really make him your head character in a 1994 American action film. Mm-hmm. So you get somebody who can speak some English, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and, <laughs> and have him play an American soldier who grew up on a Belgium airbase.
0: Yeah, they just make Guile the main character. And and, and, and to throw him a bone,
1: be. because they were trying to trying to push him, they, mm-hmm. they made the character Captain Sawada, which if things had gone through, probably would have just been Faye Long and just not
0: have had Captain Sawada. Yeah, the character doesn't really do anything except get into random fight scenes at the end of the movie. He is just basically
1: a named background character. Yeah, pretty much. And he's the big add-on to the uh, Street Fighter, the movie, the game, for the PlayStation and the Saturn as one of the key
0: characters. Oh, yeah. And it's not just him either. Like, we mentioned, like, Blanca and Dalsem. Our they're char- entirely for fencers. They're, well, they're the original eight characters, and the original eight characters in Street Fighter Two are the most famous ones, so they wanted to get those eight in there no matter what. Yeah,
1: and then you left out how
0: they killed our boy Blanca by making him into also Charlie. Yeah, they kind of made both of two different characters into one to make him Guile's friend. Char
1: Carlos Charles James Blanca.
0: Yeah, so they kind of merged. So Charlie Carlos, Jimmy. Pretty much. It's... um. He's there because he's a famous character in Street Fighter. Let's put it that way. That's why. He, that's the only reason it's in the movie. Same thing with Dalcino, That's the only reason he's in the movie. Even though they don't really have anything else to do aside from their little side thing. And the T-Hawk situation was just kind of like,
1: eh, yeah, we have we, we have this Native American actor. Let's just have him be here and we'll go see his T-Hawk.
0: T-Hawk. Why not?
1: He's not going to do anything.
0: He's not, he's not going to do anything. He's not going to say anything. He's, he's basically a named background character. He's a
1: named background character at the level of Sawada, but at least he spoke English and didn't have to be dubbed over.
0: That's part of the, the reason, like I said before, is like even though the the game the movie manages to get a whole bunch of the game characters and actually has them do things, not everybody does. <laughs> Some people are have well, more to do than others. So
1: I'm going to start naming characters here, J.D., just so that you can tell me if they did anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Colonel Guile. Yeah, main character. So he did stuff. How about dictator and Bison? Oh yeah, he's the main villain. Chun Li. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately, like like basically
0: the love interest slash uh, news reporter slash uh, revenge. Well, in the original game, she's an Interpol agent, so they kind of just adapted that a bit to have her just being undercover for other. How about Ken? Ken and Ryu were uh, kind of a pair in this movie. A pair of hustlers. Yeah, they wanted them to be the kind of rogue characters, I guess, to have a change of heart, you know, that, those types of characters in adventure movies. How about Cammy? Did
1: Cammy do anything in the movie? Cammy was... Uh, Except
0: look pretty because she's Kylie Minogue. <laughs> she was Guile's sidekick, so she was uh, there a lot uh, and influencing the, the plot, but didn't do much on the way of fighting for obvious reasons. How about Zangief?
1: Yeah, he was one of the main villains. And he had a lot of screen time, a lot of fighting, and then he was the comedy relief.
0: Yeah. How about Belrog? Belrog was there. chun cameraman. He was chun cameraman. Him and E-Honda were a pair, and but, they were her sidekicks, basically. But did he actually really do any fighting? He did some fighting, but not a whole lot. And it was kind of weird that he was there as a good guy, considering in the game he's a villain, and Zangief and, Del- and uh, DJ were villains, when you probably could have flipped either of them around. Speaking of Zangief and DJ, mm-hmm. DJ! Oh yeah, he was with... Zangief most
1: of the time. Did he fight? Nope. He was just there. No, he was just there and he was a cowardly guy
0: who'd like to steal money and stuff. T-Hawk. We already talked about yeah, him. Yeah, we already talked about him. Captain Sawada. <laughs> Vega. Vega was more of a player.
1: Vega was mo- was the one that had the most... Most effort put in. Most him. effort and most accuracy given to him for his character.
0: Vega's appearance is so unique in Street Fighter where he has the, the giant tattoo... He has the pants, he has the claw, he has the he has the mask. He's
1: basically one in 1 to 1 brought over and barely speaks in the movie. He no. speaks "screw you"
0: IMDb trivia person that put that in there for some reason. Yes, and he even when he's fighting does some moves he actually has in the game. Yeah, he is, nice is
1: the same. most accurate of all the characters visually
0: and move-wise and that was a surprise. And yeah. motivation-wise? Yeah, he's pretty much exactly how you imagine him.
1: Honda he had a comedy relief character. He got to, to have a fight with a Zangief. And, yeah, he was fine. W- with lots of Toho Godzilla sound effects. He, he, he was fine. And lastly,
0: of mm-hmm. the named characters, yeah, West Studi as Sagat. Sagat was a, a bit different from his game Counterpoint because he, he's a fighter in the games and he's Ryu's rival because he was scarred by him. And this, they just kind of make him... Uh, crime boss? A crime boss who is working for... Uh, Bison, who tries to get Ryu and Ken on his side, is betrayed by them, so he wants to kill them off. Basically, they
1: basically move the storyline of the fight, they have fight the fight, the fighting between Sagat and Ryu due to to Ryu and Vega.
0: They have purpose in, in the movie. So
1: and, and, and 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 in this movie, Sagat is meant to be the parallel to Ken because it's it's the path that Ken could have taken yeah. before he so it works. did a swerve. So that works. That's fine. Mm. But did he really fight? Did he do anything that that was game? No, he was the one of the least game
0: accurate ones. Yeah. But he works for what they wanted him for. I didn't have a problem with him. I had, I had more of a problem with like Dal Simon Blanca, who might as well have not even been there. But you know why they were there because they said that the original eight characters, and you have to have them in a movie. And you have movie.
1: to have Charlie if you're gonna have, uh, if you're gonna have Guile, because, because that's even his did, motivation. The, yeah, that's his motivation to look for Charlie. Yeah. So you just uh, them how, them do you, how do you solve that, JD? You you, them you have him killed off in the beginning of the movie, pre credits. Where he's talking... Where he's like... I'm not going to let you get get through with this, Bison. Yeah. I already sent the information. They know where you are. Bam! He's killed by Bison there. Boom. His story accurate. Yeah. He flies a plane into Shadow uh <laughs> headquarters and blows there's, it
0: up. Yeah, there's a whole way they could have done it. But like I said, they had an excuse to get Blanca and Dalcim in the movie. So they took it. And that's exactly why they did it. There was no other reason... So I can see why they're there. I just it doesn't really help the movie that they are there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you that, that the low light of the film is that there is way, way mm. too many characters. They
0: should have focused on the original eight and probably like the boss characters, like they did with Vega and Sagat, like as
1: enemies. Like Blanca should have literally had just been a background cameo to explain yeah. why suddenly at the end Bison yeah. has
0: superpowers and his flying around using yeah, electric basically kind of could have do. him be in a lab at some point talking about experimentations and then you just see him in the background as well <sighs> and, like, and then maybe if Guile accounts Charlie or something like that as a one-off you can even do that but the way they did it is just kind of unnecessary it could have been done better anyway but I, I think I roll that one into the highlights of the movie which is that um, Raul Julia Raul Julia is what is easily one of the, the best parts of the movie and it's an the easy best actor it's
1: movie. an easy thing to say that that's a problem anything, you'll have
0: with any sort of street Fighter adaption a- anything afterwards. that
1: has raul julia in it like he is almost 99.9 percent of the time the highlight of whatever he's in
0: i'm almost tempted to say that in every video game adaption they've done a, a bison after this movie is based on this yeah because of his his expressions and all that in video game material is so much like this, and I'm fairly certain in the original game it was not. Yeah, no, he was State he, he was yeah he was just the bad guy, and in, and after that he's he has the, he's the crazy guy with the over expressions. the top yeah very
1: very cartoonish but also cartoonishly evil Bison
0: Bucks. I think even maybe the Street Fighter Two animated movie did a bit of that too. And, uh, and in that one, even that, I think is only near the end of the movie. So it's probably near the end of the production. And
1: it's what's crazy is it, when you mm-hmm. think about the, the way that they usually draw bison is this big, humongous, beefy guy that could only be really created by three D special oh. effects. And, and then you have mm-hmm. Raul Julia play him, who was like ninety pounds wet because he just had part of his stomach removed because of mm-hmm. stomach cancer.
0: Uh- yeah, but he is very. He works very well. He's very intimidating for what he's doing. And he's a threat throughout the movie. He has the best lines, the best performances. It and
1: else, also there's so many lines that he says in this movie that are part of popular culture. Yeah,
0: get a lot of them. Surprising amount of them.
1: The, the, the day I went, to, I went to your village was the most important day in your life. For me it was Tuesday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the sort of thing you get out of him in this movie. Including the very last... Last line where he's like comparing himself to Satan for crying out loud. Where he's
1: quoting Milton's <laughs> Paradise Lost yes. and it's like, and I see Satan falling, Lucifer falling from the sky as of, as if by lightning."
0: And he's ah! the air and lightning's pouring off of him, and then he gets and dead, then he, dead dead he dead falls. Dead yeah, dead. yeah, and then he psycho uh That was uh, that was fantastic. Like I said, there's a lot in this movie that is fun, and I think that's another. Uh, highlight you just say is that for a mid-90s family movie it's very fun a lot of stuff is always happening it's always moving it's like it's as a easy. movie as a movie this is comparable to a lot of movies that
1: we've watched canon wise yeah this is secretly a canon movie at heart with a budget. Ways, yeah. yeah it was a commercial yeah. success it wasn't a critical success
0: no of course not
1: um Looking back at it with a little bit of nostalgia, but also looking at it, uh, mm-hmm. like re uh, reappraising it after almost twenty years, mm-hmm. thirty years, almost 30? 20 years, 30? closer to twenty five. I'd Yeah, twenty five years. Um, it's not a bad movie. I give it a three. It's like it's it's yeah. it's a probably the best video game
0: adaptation that we've seen to date. Yeah, but the three we watched definitely is the most accurate one and it's the most fun. I think I would also give it a three. Um, this was a lot too, like kind of Surf Ninjas, where for some reason. There was this era of these types of movies, and at one point, everybody got into their minds that these are the worst things ever made or something, and I don't know why. It's
1: because there's the stigma that all video game movies are bad. And that's generally the case. That's generally the case. (laughs) The thing is, too, though, when you say Let's put it this way. In my top mm ten
0: for video game movies, this is probably in the top five. Well, that's what I mean. When you say, like, most video game movies are bad, yes, but on the other hand, the movies we watched are not ones I would put at the bottom of that list. And That's saying something comparatively to the ones we
1: got after this. I honestly (laughs) believe that it's like just spoilers. I don't believe I could give a video game adaptation like more than a three generally because they're usually just not that good. They're nothing mind blowing. Well, video game, but they're enjoyable. Video games have a
0: specific thing they have to do, like um, to be to to be to work as a movie and to be accurate to the source material. So there's a limited things you can do, but on the same on the same wavelength, there are things you can do to not go off the track and make it more difficult, like they did do with Double Dragon for some reason. I hate a Bobo. Yeah, like that. Like, there are things you can do to make them better. I mean, we're not going to get in this era because this is like the beginning of it, so they were still trying to figure it out. But I think that's also an advantage because at the same time you're not really going to get movies like this at any other point, so. It makes them unique to watch, I think.
1: It's like, except for one or two other ones, you don't get a good... Hmm video game adaptation until like the early 2000s even then and that's like a Tomb Raider movie and even, and even that's, then that's barely that's even okay. a good video game adaptation that's, that's just, okay that's just like oh this is a good action movie that happens to share some similarities with Tomb Raider and then you don't get anything good until like Detective Pikachu
0: like I said we'll see we still have uh, other ones we'll think about though I, I
1: though it falls out of a range I still am rather partial to box office bomb mm. critically panned Wing Commander I enjoy it <laughs> But that might be a Matthew Lillard thing and not yeah. an actual movie thing. It might be,
0: but I guess that's all we really got to say about this one. So, um, we'll so see. I gave it a three. You gave it I a three? three. Yeah, that's a good um,
1: one. Some some background on this though. It's this is movie came out at like the height, seemingly around the height of uh, John Claude Van Damme. Oh yeah, it was. and there was a bunch of production issues behind the set, behind yeah. the scenes, because he had a ten thousand dollar a day cocaine habit. This one and, and Time Cop, I believe, are the big ones when yeah. it comes to that stuff. Yeah, this is ones where where his attitude yeah really didn't help the movie
0: no he was at his uh, lowest at, at this point and uh, like I said it ended up affecting him later on unfortunately and nobody who worked on
1: this movie other than Kylie Minogue because they were mm. winking um, liked him
0: yeah unfortunately
1: meanwhile from all from all intents and purposes that I've heard Kylie Minogue and uh, Raul Julia were absolute peaches to work with on <laughs> this film.
0: Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like I said, that's it, a shame. But um, it's not. I don't think it's the last thing we'll cover of Van Damme either. But I guess that's all we've really got about this. There's group. always more Van Damme. Yeah. And um, there's also more video game stuff. But who knows when we'll cover that again. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time and we continue our cruise to the non-canon summer catalog. Goodbye. Goodbye,
1: everybody. Over! <laughs>
0: I'm going to kick Bison's ass.
1: I don't think so. You have to do better than that. Okay. Yes! Now, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me?